you're eating yeah together and they'll they'll order the same thing as you or they'll be like I'm not hungry and then they'll reach over to your plate and take oh what is God. yours yeah you've, you've bought that food you've ordered that food for the sole purpose of filling your belly yep. not your belly and theirs you've asked them what would you like do you want this and they're like oh no actually I kind of want to try that why but anyways back to my point Welcome to another episode of Twig. I'm Kenshiro. I'm gone. And uh, we're going to be taking you through this week's uh, ups and downs. We uh, pay tribute to the man, the legend, Stan Lee. Rest in peace. He uh, died on Monday, on the 12th of November, age 95. He did live a great life. A long life too. Yeah. Yeah. Really spry for an old man as well. Always like doing his cameos and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, with all that money, I would be happy as well. <laughs> There's actually a video where um, he talks about how much he loves the fans, and he says that uh, he finds it really amazing that even though he might not have met someone, people all around the world, people he hasn't met, like they can all connect somehow. Yeah. They have something that they share in common, and he he loved that the fans loved him, and he loved the fans, and um. I know it's really beautiful I'm sad I'll never get to meet him and tell him how much he means to me but I am glad that he got to see his idea become a global phenomenon it really did I guess what was your favourite series basically like was it Spider-Man X-Men Daredevil X-Men Evolution X-Men Evolution nice why Evolution? because it looked better than the 90s version and I really liked mm. I really liked the direction they went with okay. um, So it was about teens at high school or whatever And for some reason I found that really relatable I think we were around the same age when it came out So yep, I think I was helps. I was an entire seven years old I think <laughs> I take back what <laughs> we're, we're approaching that yeah. age yeah. <laughs> But um, it was really good to see flawed characters and I think that's what Stanley did really well. Mm. Marvel was a bunch of flawed characters, both the good guys and the bad guys, that made them relatable, that made them lovable. Yeah, no one was perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. because if someone's perfect... They're not relatable. They're not relatable yeah. at all, and I don't really feel the need to love them. Exactly. So I really liked characters like Avalanche, who most people might not remember, but he was... um part of the brotherhood so they were bad guys was he the guy that could create earthquakes yeah okay yeah awesome he was cool there was one thing I hated about brotherhood like they had really cool abilities they were the misfits and whatnot. yeah uh, Magneto definitely used them but absolutely I mean give them some cool costumes man like the X-Men were like united they had their like spandex with like the the shoulder pads that had the X's yeah. on them. Like, they were a team that was a uniform yeah you know but the brotherhood just seemed like a like a rabble I think that was intentional because I think they weren't fully committed to the bad side, but they were misfits, as you said. That is true. So, Avalanche did Dicky for a little bit and mm, did side like with the good guys, sort of. Yeah, for a I little. think his uh, alignment kind of came into question. Yeah, which is also really good. 
to be fair, like all of their alignments came into question at one point or another. Because even uh, I think this probably wasn't his actual name. I just remember it from the schoolyard. They called the big guy Fatso. Um, I don't think that was his name though. But even him, like he just felt like an outcast, and he really wanted someone to love him. And I think that nearly happened. But then you got really pissed when you realized she was just taking the piss. Um, and then you reverted back to his old right. ways. Yeah, they were literally just like problem kids. Yeah. Um, wow, Magneto's really a scumbag when you think about it. Just taking yeah. advantage of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a good case to make for him being evil and good. So. Yeah, exactly. But um, I think uh, with Magneto, he always had the the good of mutant kind at the forefront of his head, but he didn't really care how he got there. Yeah. He was just like, this is how we get there. And you are either with us or you are against us. Yeah. And um, him and Professor Xavier, they had some uh, parallels to uh, two other people in the real world. Um, so you got uh, your Martin Luther King and your Malcolm X. Oh yeah. Yeah. Some uh, look at that. Yeah, that was really good. One the pacifist and one by any means necessary. Oof. Well put top three Marvel heroes and villains that is is Deadpool a villain or a hero yes (laughs) (laughs) that is the correct answer (laughs) I mean you can swap a hero or a villain for an anti-hero or an anti-villain if you want Mm, it's true that's a really good question Uh, you definitely caught me off guard with that I am gonna go with I mean I'm gonna go with Professor X one of the, the good guys because um, no Professor X there's no X-Men first True. and foremost and a lot of them were misfits a lot of them were troubled and he just really gave them a place to hone their powers and actually you know become better mutants are we are we just talking like all Marvel or just the X-Men by the way all Marvel all Marvel Stan Lee's Marvel's daddy so um, Captain America okay because he's not natty not, not, not at all not at all okay He's, he's banned from uh, bottom three <laughs> <laughs> um, no because literally like uh, he represents you know America but hence the drugs <laughs> but if we take away uh, patriotism he's literally just uh, the, the goody two shoes of Marvel basically he wants everyone to be able to like live together he wants everyone to work alongside each other he wants uh, good to prevail um, back then the propaganda was rife the Nazis were like evil and America was good and that's quite a toxic start but I like where he is now because he just represents uh, good basically and he's just a really good leader like uh, yeah. he keeps the Avengers, Avengers together because there are a lot of personalities there oh yeah and you need someone like Captain America to you know sort it out yeah you know? and he can hold his own like um, I think one of the films Stark and Thor go up against each other and he like cuts it out and he's human he's not natty but he's still human yeah so it's like that's quite an accomplishment oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say so so I was really offended when uh, it turns out he's a sleeper hydra agent because that really pissed me off and just shits on everything Captain America stands for and there was no need I feel that was shock value yeah you know what's, what's the point like just get a new villain that's yeah. good don't be lazy and just be like now he's evil yeah, I I didn't like that either. Yeah. Or at least do it better, like they did with Superman in DC. 
because I think there was a reason why he became evil. Like, he lost Lois Lane to the Joker, I believe. Yeah. And that unhinged him. So that's a better reason. Yeah. Uh, and then I think my third favourite... So I'm just proper stalling for time here. Third favourite uh, superhero... Scrape that barrel, man. In the, yeah. <laughs> in the Marvel Universe. I'll come back to you. All right. I'm going to go to villains now. Best villains... You know what? I really like um, Bullseye. Okay. But I don't know too much about him right now. All I know about Bullseye is the first Daredevil film and Daredevil on Netflix. Right. Um, And going back to the point about people who aren't perfect, uh, in the Netflix show, he's this guy who has a really troubled childhood and from an early age he realises he has a power because he's amazing at um, baseball uh, and he kills his baseball coach on purpose um, by ricocheting a baseball ball off of something and it hits the coach in the head and kills him Um, so at this point uh, it turns out he's a psychopath (laughs) however he wants to be good he goes to counselling he works really hard and his uh, psychiatrist tells him to keep good people around him so he can be a good person and he works really hard on that going up to the point of stalking someone uh, who he deems as a really good person to just kind of have them in his life. Now, that does sound weird, but this guy is, you know, uh, mentally unstable. Right, okay. So in in his view, he's actually, like, trying to keep himself good and he's doing this for good reasons, Mm -hmm. but anyone else wouldn't see it that way. So he's really trying his best to be good. Um, However, the kingpin just comes along and corrupts him and completely flips him. Good old kingpin. Good old kingpin. (laughs) Um, And that's what starts his uh, journey as a villain, basically. And I just kind of, like, grow to really like this character who's, like, just gone through a lot, really, um, and has done so much to keep himself on a straight and narrow. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, he could have gone either way, but, you know, he goes down the path of Daredevil, Bullseye. But the fact he never misses is just so cool, because, like, he's... Brilliant, brilliant marksman. Like yeah. he never misses. Um, in fights with Daredevil, who can't see, um, <laughs> he's got quite the advantage. Yeah, and um, not really like his personality. Second favorite villain. I might just do two each. And at no the worries, end, yeah. I might just say like uh, I think I might come back to the last two because I just can't think of any cool. right now. But I do want to think of a second one quickly, and then I'm gonna like ask you what yours are. Uh, oh, it's fucking the obvious. My second favorite. It's got to be Venom like who else is there great personality love the dynamic between him and Eddie Brock and I don't know, I've always liked Venom uh, I liked I liked him on Spider-Man because it gave us another side to Spider-Man however it gave Spider-Man something to overcome because he realises he doesn't need the Venom suit to be Spider-Man and he doesn't like what the Venom suit's doing to him and he forces the suit off of him uh, right. to stay good obviously you know it's comic book the suit will always kind of come back to Peter Parker every now and then yeah. um, but he kind of overcomes that the suit goes to Venom Venom to Eddie Brock and um, they just got like a really you know close uh, mm-hmm. relationship and even though um, to, for the symbiotes the offspring is always stronger than the uh, adult I think I've mentioned this in previous episodes but I just think it's really cool that um even though Eddie Brock should technically be the weakest, his, like, bond with uh, Venom 
just you know he just keeps on like fighting he just keeps yeah. on like taking and nothing's gonna stop that because he beats Carnage he beats he beats Carnage I think so a couple of times and oh, then mad. I'm not sure if it's Venom that has more babies or Carnage that has more babies but I think there are five of them and they all like fuse into one I think super Carnage <laughs> uh, I think they've all got like specific names uh, I can't remember off the top of my head but uh, no it's really cool I just really like their dynamic and Venom's just a really great villain to Spider-Man which really shows off how great of a superhero Spider-Man is because pound for pound Venom Actually, no, I take that back. Because Spider-Man strength has been nerfed, like, so many times in comic book lore. So I don't know if pound for pound, like, Venom is stronger than Spider-Man. But um, he's definitely a threat. Yeah, definitely Definitely a threat. you should uh, be fearful of. Yeah. Um, I can only think of two for two right now. Fair enough. Uh, Two out of three right now. What about you? What are your favourite villains Um, and superheroes? Well, my favourite villains... Mm. Magnus. Trust you to go with villains first. Let you finish. You know me well. <laughs> Villain number one, Magneto. Yeah, parallel to me, fair enough. Yeah, based off of Malcolm X, mm-hmm. I like the extremism. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there is an evil you have to fight, do you use good to fight it and lose, or do you use evil to fight it and win? I have two answers to that. Mm, go for it. The correct answer is you fight it with good. <laughs> the me answer is you use evil and squash that evil mm-hmm. but then you're the evil one exactly evil remains was it worth it yes because that would be a better evil the lesser of two evils fair enough exactly yeah. number two is Killmonger yes actually I need to put Black Panther as my uh, my third favourite superhero when oh it was going to be mine anyway <laughs> <laughs> Killmonger is great Mm. His hair is great. No, you know what? I'm going to stop you there. Killmonger did nothing wrong and he was not the villain. So you can't use that. I'm sorry. He's an anti-villain. I've swapped out a villain for an anti-villain. All right then. Sure. Yeah, Killmonger is... Wait, isn't he an anti-hero? No, because he fights the hero in Black Panther. So if anything, he's an anti-villain. Okay, all right, sure. So... I like Killmonger because he is also an extremist, almost parallel to Magneto. Like, he wants freedom. Mm -hmm. He wants the liberation of black people. Mm -hmm. It's just the way he's going about it is questionable. Is it, though? Yes, because he's going to start World War III if he gets his way. That is what he's doing. I mean, maybe that's what we need. I'm not saying I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) yeah watching that movie was really good like i look at the good guy and the bad guy and i really just question everything i love it no one's one-dimensional there are parts to black panther or Mm t'challa or like the tradition that I question is this good I don't know that's the problem with tradition it's and like exactly. you propagate something that doesn't really work that hinders your people but yeah. because it's tradition you, you keep got it to do it yeah. yeah and it's good that we are now a generation that kind of questions everything Yeah, we don't just go along with what the previous gen told us mm-hmm. and that's key that's really key because that's how you learn that's how you become better people mm. that's how you don't repeat the mistakes yes. of the previous generation mm-hmm. like killing your brother at the start of the film 
Yes. You do that by killing your people. cousin. Was his cousin, not brother? Well, I mean, T'Challa and... Oh, sorry. Eric yeah. are cousins. Yeah, yeah they're the cousins. Yeah. So, yeah, I really liked that his big plan was to just give all black people vibranium and start World War Three. That That is cool. Mm-hmm. The thing is... I don't know, like, if we, World War Three is, is not necessary. All that's necessary is to just give black people what's theirs again. That's it. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not, not that easy. Yeah. yeah. So World War Three has to happen because if you give black people weapons to kill the oppressors, the oppressors will fight back. Mm-hmm. And they are the majority in these Western countries. Mm-hmm. They have control of the police, the army, the entire legal system. Mm-hmm. So it will be a war because you're going to have to kill the police, you're going to have to kill the judges, and you're going to have to kill the military. Mm. Mad. I have an idea for my manga. (laughs) (laughs) I like where your manga's going. My third is Thanos. Good old Thanos. You know, I don't know, with Thanos, I'm two minds because, like, I'm not sure... I think his plan is stupid. I feel like he should have doubled all the resources if he's got all this power anyways, because that would do the same thing. Um, and people could, you know, just, like, grow. But I guess people are very... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, ungrateful. So they wouldn't really appreciate this new land and would just squander it like they have. Yes. And probably be in the same position. And the devil's advocate in me is just thinking, Thanos did nothing wrong. Oh, boy. That's the devil's advocate in me, though. I've always a great villain. Because mm. he succeeded in his plan. He did. And I'm not used to seeing that. The villain's always foiled. He's always stopped. Mm-hmm. I love the relentlessness. Just how far he was willing to go. Yeah. And it's not all mouth. Like, he's really strong. Like, he took out the Hulk. And I don't think he used the gauntlet to do that. He just oh, yeah. put him down. And he made him a bitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was scared. But yeah, that's mine. Killmonger, Thanos... Magneto mm. Heroes Black Panther number one mm-hmm. Need we say more? No Number two <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man mm. I really enjoy Spider-Man Spider-Man is One of the first heroes I encountered mm-hmm. That really cool Theme song oh, so That is in our again? We're doing it again We're doing it again It's back <laughs> I have enough copyright strikes. Are <laughs> we not putting it in then? No, it's in. Oh, yeah, nice, nice. Don't care. Don't care. (laughs) But, yeah, that was great. That was, like, my first introduction. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if that was first for me or Superman, but I really related to Spider-Man. And there was an interview where Stan Lee said Spider-Man was one of the first heroes to have his entire body covered. Mm -hmm. Because Superman wasn't covered. Batman wasn't completely covered. Mm -hmm. Neither was Captain America. Mm -hmm. But with Spider-Man completely covered... He was relatable to everyone. Mm -hmm. He could be a woman. He could be a man. He could be black. He could be Asian. Anyone could look at him and be like, that could be me under there. Yeah. And I really liked that. He was witty. He always had quips on deck. Yeah. Always. 
and he's actually quite strong. Um, it's not often translated well, but he is quite strong. Mm. I mean, once upon a time, he was actually stronger than the Hulk. Oh, really? Yeah, but I think they uh, they just nerfed him. Like, he, you're right. Like his what he can do has changed through like different manga mangas comics. Yes, we are weebs. <laughs> <laughs> comics anime and like film iterations it's always a a little bit different it's not consistent yeah but um I know I guess it kind of has to be that way otherwise he wouldn't fit in with the rest of the Marvel universe although I mean I think he doesn't need to I think uh, he could do it without the X-Men I think he could do it Without the Avengers. the Avengers, yeah, like he doesn't need them. He could do it without the heroes. Absolutely, Hire. like Spider Man is all New York City needs. Yeah, and everyone else needs to get out of the city. Yep, I love it. Yeah, Spider Man supports Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> My third hero is Cyclops. Yes, I wanted to say him, but I didn't want to put in too many like X Men. Yeah, or like leader roles. Oh yeah! Oh, I've always loved leaders growing up. Mm. My favorite Power Rangers, the red one. Mm-hmm. Leaders and captains are cool to me because mm-hmm. they have a certain bravery about them. Mm-hmm. They do it for the team. Yeah, and I've always looked up to that. Mm. I think that's really admirable. And in X Men Evolution, he definitely seemed like the leader. Hundred percent. So I liked how he was portrayed in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. He was very brave. He was very selfless. Yes. And I really liked that costume, you know, the the red lasers coming out of his eyes. That was cool. it was really awesome. I don't think he translated well into the movies. I didn't like Cyclops in any of the movies. He was a bit of a whiny bitch in the movies, unfortunately. Absolute scrub. Then he got... But I still kind of liked him because he was Cyclops. And I was pissed when he got killed off. Off screen in X-Men Last Stand. He got the Krillin treatment. Yeah, he did. <laughs> no own counter as well. <laughs> what a shame. But um, but no, like uh, that's one of the reasons why I didn't actually include it in my list because all the good qualities about Scott Summers can be seen in Captain America. And I didn't yes. just like list the same thing twice because they hold the team together like really well, and they're not the strongest members of the team either. They're no. just like the heart, and they put reason into their teammates, and they stop their teammates from doing crazy things. Like Jean Grey, who is also the Phoenix, is one of the most dangerous mutants out there. I think she's like an Omega level, probably higher than that. Um, but I did, the scale just kind of stops there. Oh. But uh, she, like Scott, can get through to her, and on a couple of occasions, Scott has like calmed her down and like stopped her rampage, and it was very necessary for him to do that. Captain America, like I said earlier, like stopping like you know these massive powerhouses from yeah. fighting and that's what you need in a leader one thing that really annoyed me the 90s series and even to this day Wolverine always tries to get into Jean Grey's pants and it pisses me off that him and Scott are always fighting because there's no need if Wolverine cause literally he's so old like he could literally go after any woman but he has to go after Scott Summer's girl nonce yeah, do you know what I mean? It's disgusting. She's a teenager. Wolverine out. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> His kind will not be tolerated oh, here. Disgusting. Get Magneto to sort him out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spider-Man is one of my favourite heroes of all time and we thank you, Stan, for all that you've done. Stan not- the Manly. Oh, yes. 
Definitely. You were definitely the man. Mm-hmm. Rest in power, King. <laughs> I like it, I like it. And speaking on Spider-Man, mm. there will be new DLC out on the 20th of Turf November. Wars. Turf Wars. The second of a three-part DLC series. Mm. The City That Never Sleeps with the third part out in December. Did it all just like release it just before Christmas? Or like on Christmas? It'll Ooh, be close to Christmas. It'll be close yeah, to Christmas. Definitely. Probably mid. Yeah. Did you get around to playing the heist? I did. And it was so short. It was ridiculously short. Like, because I thought it would be three separate chapters that linked, but you would get a sort of end after one, some sort of end. You don't, it just kind of stops abruptly. And after like two to four hours, you've done everything. And it's like, huh. Was my five pounds worth it? Five pounds for four hours gameplay? No. No, it was not. <laughs> no. It wasn't even a boss fight. That's disappointing. Very disappointing. Um, this is why I don't do DLC, by the way. Do you know what I mean? But um, I regret nothing now, because in Turf Wars, there's going to be the the Mark One armor suit, which is basically Iron Spidey, and I absolutely love that outfit. So I played it in the um, Enter Electro on the PlayStation 1 and N64. And uh, you get that power-up and it lasts with you for like a lot of missions. There's a timer on it, but it's just so cool to have. Um, and it's good to see that come back. So, uh, you know, I'm glad I've got the DLC now. Just for that armor. £15, was it worth it? Yes, it was. Really? No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, £5 for Turf Wars and that armour definitely worth it. Which actually brings my next question. Can you play Turf Wars without playing the heist? I'm not sure. That's something I need to find out. Yeah. Because I really like the three suits, or two of the three suits that you get with this pack. There's the Iron Spidey suit. Yeah. And there's the MK1. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're different, the MK1 and the Iron Spidey. Yeah, so game. the... The, oh, the, the colour schemes are a little bit different mm. The um, MK1 colour scheme is black and grey And it's got a metallic sheen to it Isn't that Iron Spidey then? No, I think Iron Spidey is uh, red and yellow So it comes with Spider Clan mm. None of us care about that No. So that's the Spider Armour MK1 That's mm. the black and grey one Yeah. And then you also have the Iron Spider Armour Oh, and he kind of looks see. like the Red Power Ranger. Oh, pretty cool. So that one is not the MK1, that's the Iron Spider. Oh, uh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, the MK- MK1 suit looks like the Iron Spidey suit from the N64 and the okay. PS1 game. So it was yeah, called the yeah. Iron Spider suit back then? Yeah, I think so. Well, it wasn't the anime, so when I... The anime, the animated series. Um, we so- are weebs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Every yeah, cartoon I- is anime. If only it was Ed, Ed and Eddie <laughs> was anime. I never actually got to watch Ed, Ed and Eddie you as a kid. Watch it; it's so good. Yeah, watch it. Will. Maybe I will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, uh, definitely check out the heist. Um, it is a lot of fun, uh, and I'm really looking forward to Turf Wars. Yeah, Turf Wars is all about Hammerhead. Yes, a villain whose skull is made out of vibranium. Is it vibranium? Yes. I never knew as a kid because. Like, I always thought it was just steel plating because they say that in the games uh, uh, in the 90s I think um, okay that explains a lot now so I'm just thinking mm, your power's okay yeah uh, vibranium there we go okay yeah 
So look out for that on the 20th of November. And speaking on the Spider-Man game, it's done so well. It's been entered for seven categories in the Game Awards 2018. Ooh, one of them's definitely Game of the Year, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah, called it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Game Awards will be at 1.30am GMT on the 7th of December. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man has been entered in for Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, Best Score, Best Audio Design, Best Performance with Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Mm. Best Action slash Adventure. Spider Cop. Oh yeah. Best Action Adventure Game and Game of the Year. And Game of the Year has six nominees. Marvel Spider-Man. Of course. God of War. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Red Dead Redemption 2. Definitely. Monster Hunter World. Mm-hmm. And Celeste. You might not be familiar with that last one, but Celeste is the only independent game in this list, which goes to show how good this game really is. The PS4, the Xbox One, the PC, and the Switch. It was released in January, and it follows a woman called Madeline, and she escapes to the mountains to basically clear her head. She comes down with some depression, and she is going to go on this quest to climb up this mountain to conquer depression. And along the way, she kind of sees things, her depression physically manifests, and she has to overcome her depression physically while going through a lot of challenges. It's a really great story, and the game is actually really difficult. It is completely comprised of dashing and jumping, and you have to use those mechanics with pinpoint precision to not die. And there are a lot of Easter eggs as B-side cassettes, which unlock harder alternate levels of the one you're playing and there's also assists for players who um, can't get the timing right so it is really really good for all types of gamers and it's really a game that I would like to play yeah it does sound like a lot of fun actually I'm someone who's grown up with a lot of platform games I've seen playthroughs of it uh, not playthroughs like clips yeah of um of it being played and it looks really cool it's still got the 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 secret areas um, as you mentioned that you know and love from like, your classic Mario games and then what you mentioned about the uh, the cassette tapes I thought that was a really cool touch and that really kind of resonates with me as a 90s kid because it's, it's just it's, it's really cool actually that you know you take out your cassette tape turn it to side B like yeah. you all know that you get like a like a different audio track now you get a different difficulty level a really nice touch I do like the way climbing this mountain and then your your depression manifests and it's how she kind of overcomes it, which is really cool. And I've read that it's not done in a in-your-face kind of way. It's like, it's really subtle and like you play it and it's like, okay, cool. All right, this is cool. It's not just kind of shoved down your throat, this narrative. Definitely a game I'd like to check out. Hadn't heard of it until this month, actually. Um, yeah, same. So, you know, yeah, I need to to find some time for that actually seems really cool I think I've only played two games out of this list God of War and Spider-Man yeah of course of course of course yeah obviously God of War is my pick for game of the year mm-hmm. same here I think that's the game I've had the least problems with ever when you say problems what do you mean so I don't like to give 10 out of 10 to games I I find reasons not to mm-hmm. sure so my 10 means more mm-hmm. I can't really find anything to not give God of War a 10 out of 10. You hate the camera. Yeah, but when you get the chains, it's not a problem. 
Okay, fair enough. It's weird, like... But you love the axe. I do love the axe. So... But the camera kind of limits the axe because the axe has got such a short reach mm-hmm. that the camera kind of limits what you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Like, the amount of freedom, you have to be more careful. But I think that's fair because it's a trade-off. Like, the hammer has more strength, but the axe... Sorry. Yeah, the axe hammer has more strength, but the blades have, like, a larger area. Yes. But they're slightly weaker. Yes. So, yeah, it's a good trade-off. Yeah, I think that's really good. That's really well done. Mm. Well balanced. Um, I'm, a, I'm a bit on the opposite side, actually. Uh, you say you don't want to give every game a 10. I want to try and... I want to try and, like, reveal the problem with giving every game a 10. Because some games have been given 10s. But now my question is, if you're going to give this game a 10, why aren't you giving other games a 10? So, for example, I think IGN gave a... Monster Hunter a 9.5 and now I'm thinking Monster Hunter is a self-propagating world where you kind of make your own rules you go in there and you just kind of build yourself up into well, I guess not a hero but like a hunter I guess Yeah. and yes it's the entry is difficult to new players because it doesn't really hold your hand but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing I think it's good that a game has certain staples and it just kind of sticks to it and fans of the series uh, continue to love it and if you do want to get into it you do need to invest time and effort into it because it is a very deep game it's not something that you can just pick up and play and it shouldn't be because that would ruin what Monster Hunter is like Mm. everything works really well together so you find the monster you work out how to defeat it you find its weaknesses you get drops from that monster and that could lead to you building like a new set of armour for another monster that you know trying to find this monster you've now discovered that you could find this other monster and now you can go and fight it i don't know what the gripes are i think some of them are the lip syncing isn't perfect but you have to realize this is originally a japanese game um and they've kind of translated it for us and if entry and lip syncing are some of the only gripes you've had i don't know why this game wouldn't be a 10 just because it's a tiny bit more difficult that should not hinder the game because it's still a good game with a massive world that kind of just builds upon itself as you play and unlock more. In terms of uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I don't think that got a 10 either. No, I think it got like a 9.2. A 9.2, yeah. But, I mean, they've said that this is one of the most expensive Assassin's Creed games of all time. I haven't actually played Assassin's Creed Origin, but I've seen my girlfriend play. I literally bought it for myself and she just kind of took over it. Trash. Uh, <laughs> it's unacceptable. It's, no, like it how, it's like how you're eating yeah together, and they'll they'll order the same thing as you, or they'll be like, "I'm not hungry," and then they'll reach over to your plate and take oh what is God. yours. Yeah, you've you've bought that food, you've ordered that food for the sole purpose of filling your belly, yep. not your belly and theirs. You've asked them, "What would you like? Do you want this?" And they're like, "Oh no, actually." I kind of want to try that. Why? But anyways, back to my point. Um, <laughs> Good Origin, massive game, uh, really well done, beautiful game, and Odyssey really expands on that. And I think I only got a 9.2. And my question is, why? It's a massive world, there's a lot to do, lots of uh, unlockables, lots to see. The gameplay is really good, the customization is amazing, you can do a lot. But for me personally, I don't like the the RPG take that Assassin's Creed has brought into this world. I like the way Assassin's Creed Brotherhood played 
a lot more just because I felt more like an assassin it wasn't okay I have to like level up my sword so I can do this much damage in combat I would rather just sneak around you know one shot someone go into combat you know quick stealth kills don't need a health bar or anything like that I just want to go in be an assassin and get out mm. but to those who like the RPG elements fair enough and that is not a detriment it's just a different style of play why doesn't that have a 10? I think in the review video they said that some of the uh, bugs mm-hmm. was why they didn't give it a 10 so like I mean Spider-Man's got bugs Spider-Man's got quite a few bugs actually uh, Spider-Man is a bug <laughs> like what he did there <laughs> um, thanks yeah like some visual Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some visual issues like the landscape would be beautiful but only so far mm-hmm. so like if you go out far enough mm-hmm. the visuals wouldn't pick up in time it wouldn't be rendered in time or something but would you not say that Assassin's Creed Odyssey has a much bigger map than Spider-Man I wouldn't know I would guess so well it does It like the map is humongous so I would say it's got a much bigger map than Spider-Man so to complain about the landscape you know not being completely there I think you're being a little bit small and you're missing the bigger picture this is a game packed full of content and you've got this massive playground to work with so you know I wouldn't be so harsh on that um, because you've got to realise there are limitations to the system and they've put a lot into this game so I wouldn't penalise it just because of something like that that's fair Mm. I would though that's fair enough because like I think for it's me to give a game a 10 mm-hmm. it literally needs to be perfect in like every way so like if Spider-Man are... had bugs there were glitches too I didn't give Spider-Man a 10 I mean so do you not think Spider-Man should be a 10 no Ooh, okay alright <laughs> interesting basically I'm just going off on like sites that have been giving certain games 10s oh yeah and ones that haven't been mm. um, but no no that's a uh, that's actually good to know um, I get what you mean mm. you're saying if Spider-Man got a 10 why didn't um, Monster yeah, Hunter World which is the problem giving yeah. people 10s because yeah. it's like yeah where is the consistency where yeah I wouldn't the, give a Spider-Man yeah I wouldn't give Spider-Man 10 mm. but yeah that's a fair point from you like oh, be fair. consistent Mm. Yeah, I think Monster Hunter World, the issues were like the lip syncing and tutorials were being boring with mm. using the weapons. Mm. Yeah, they do seem like minor minor grievances, mm. but I, I get it. Like, the 10 should be prestigious. Yeah. Like, shouldn't be given out. So yeah, you shouldn't give it out just yeah. because it's a big title. Mm. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I think there were a lot of issues with like long, tedious missions mm-hmm. I think the reviewer mentioned that every time there was a big reveal he had to do like 8 or 10 missions or hours of boring work that he didn't even care about the next big thing that really slows down the game and that's that's horrible for a gamer like you want yeah. to be able to just get in and really enjoy it yeah. on that note I think that's why Celeste actually you know got some 10s because one thing that I really like about it is there are, there are a lot of deaths but when you die you respawn instantly there's there's no like long loading times or waiting times yeah. or screens that have like a message that you've read 50 times by now and you're like when can I get back <laughs> into the action I think that's really good like just your accessibility into the world you're playing so yeah that's one really good thing about Celeste yeah it looks like one of those games that doesn't waste your time everything you do yes. is worthwhile yes and that is exactly what I felt with God of War there was not a moment where I felt like oh, this is boring climbing up this mountain or this side mission sucks because I've done it five times I don't remember being mm. bored during any side missions mm. they were all unique 
Yeah, like you, like with the God of War side missions, you really want to just keep going. Like you, you're just happy saying no to the main story. Like the only reason you get annoyed is because it gets to a point where you can't progress with a certain side mission because you need a new weapon. Yeah. Uh, so all the side quests in God of War, you're right. They don't feel boring at all. They just feel like you're you're putting together the world, and it's, exactly. it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you're doing more, but. It never feels like a drag. Mm, exactly, and like because combat is very deep, like you always find new ways to fight things. Like you can kick them off ledges. You can. I didn't do this a lot. You can like launch enemies into the air and then like pin them to the wall. And I think that's an instant kill if you do that. Yeah. Yeah. I always did that, especially in the Niflheim uh, maze. Mm-hmm. I would uh, pin the dark elves to the wall instant death wait even the ones that have like the really big uh, health bars um that reused boss I think it would damage them a lot I don't think it was yeah. instant death okay fair enough I think that's yeah. for like the grunts oh, okay nice yeah yeah cause like I think I did a couple cause I never really launched enemies I just like just wailed on them fair um but no I think I might try and do that in the new game plus the shock arrows are really good at that Oh yeah, because that gives you like time to you know, yeah set up and yeah like, yeah you see like God like, just so much happening in the combat it's just really deep there's a lot to do so yeah I can't actually but then again we are massive God of War fanboys so there might be a a massive gripe that some people have there might be an issue please let us know in the comments yeah uh, and we can tell you why you're wrong <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and with uh, Spider-Man, I think I already said in the review that there were some side missions that I felt was just repetitive. Oh, very repetitive. Yeah. Very repetitive. Which is the difference between the two games, which is why I wouldn't give Spider-Man a a 10 and I would give God of War a 10. But then, I mean, crimes have to be repetitive. Like, Spider-Man... Yeah, I'm not just talking about the crimes. I'm talking about the challenge tokens and the research tokens. Oh, yeah. I felt those were boring after a while mm-hmm. uh, too many of them yeah. and they weren't interesting enough they didn't like keep it fresh didn't change enough yeah. to be worthwhile yeah. yeah the same but then you have to remember that Spider-Man is a game that everyone can play and also the the research tokens I think why that can get a free pass is they're not mandatory they're at Fair. your own discretion if you want to do them because they doing all of the challenge tokens and all the research missions won't even get you a trophy so there's no pressing need to do all of them just some of them well actually you do because um, you have to do 100% all the areas to get the uh, the gold and then you have to purchase all the suits some of them you need the research tokens some of them oh, you need the challenge yes, tokens you are true. yeah you're right, you're so right maybe no actually you do get a trophy as well for completing all the research stations yeah. and for doing all the challenge tokens oh, that is repetitive yeah, so you have to do them if I'm you want to plat the game. So that's why I did it. But yeah, you're right. I like, did it because I wanted that plat. <laughs> <laughs> Some easy plat, you know. I bet it's gone up to 15% now. Oh my god, please. No, don't jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Monster Hunter World. Um, I don't know why I turned my nose up at it when it was released. I think it's because it came out the same day as Dragon Ball Fighters. Probably. And I was definitely getting the fighting game. Mm. But it does look really fun. It's uh, both single player and co-op, mm-hmm. so definitely something you could play with by yourself or with some friends if you got online. It does seem like a game I would like to play. Mm, yeah, it does seem really good. Speaking of like, playing with your friends, like you remember way back when when you would play multiplayer games split screen. Like I think back on that now, and I just think to myself, how did we do it without a massive fuck off TV? 
How did we do it? <laughs> I don't know. It was all we knew at the time. Yeah, it's true. It was all we knew, so we couldn't really complain. Yeah, yeah we right. definitely couldn't do that now. Yeah, exactly. it'd be a struggle. No, no way. I think the only like multiplayer games I will play, like sitting side by side with a friend, is probably like FIFA. Because I mean, you don't need the split screen. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. need it. it just works. No, I mean that's every two D fighting game as well, really. Yeah, true. Actually, yeah. I should probably just get into fighting games then, shouldn't I? You really should. Mm. Especially because Naysaga's tournament is coming up soon. Oh, that is Tekken true. 7. That's still on sale. I have had 15 minutes of practice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is this still on sale? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I need up. to actually look it up, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. She's also doing um, Smash, isn't she? Yes. Nice. She's doing Smash Ultimate. No, wait. She's given what, the... Oh, yeah. She's given... Oh, sick. Early playthroughs, guys. She's given away Smash Ultimate to the winner of the Smash Melee tournament. Ah, uh, now I'm with you. And she'll put up the rules mm. before the tournament. Also, FIFA 19. Sounds good. You've been practicing? Oh, I've been practicing a lot. Nice, nice. I'm so much better compared to FIFA 18. Awesome, awesome. But the game sucks, so... <laughs> so you should be getting first place. Andy said it here first, folks. He's going to get first place at Naysaga. I didn't say anything. It was implied. <laughs> <sighs> also, there's Blackjack, and you could win tickets to Aquaman. Aquaman looks good. Yeah, it really trailers. does. It really does. I'm looking forward to it. I really want to watch it. Speaking of trailers, mm. Detective Pikachu. I am 100% for Detective Pikachu. I'm definitely going to watch it. Mm. At least once. That's fair enough. I'm looking forward to it, because it's... It's not Ash Ketchum's Pikachu. It is Ash is a scrub. Definitely, this just seems like a like a new take on Pikachu, and I like it. They've done Pokemon, like they've animated them, and I think they've done it really well. Uh, some people say that the Pokemon look weird or they're creepy, but here's the thing: they are pocket monsters. Keyword being monsters, and also like for example, Psyduck. It's a duck. It's gonna have a bill. <laughs> it's gonna have webbed feet. And um, if you wanted it to have smooth skin instead of hairy skin, fair enough. But why don't you try living in cold water without any clothes for an extended period of time and see if you die or not? Like, it's necessary, alright? This is just nature. Isaac, you're coming for next today? So, people (laughs) complaining, you need to, hmm, let me see, realise that you watched a 2D cartoon... And this has been translated into a live-action film. So there are going to be differences, but maybe try and enjoy the story because the trailer seems to be seems to portray a solid story, a really good protagonist. Uh, I like what they're doing with Pikachu, and the world seems really cool. And some Pokemon look really good, like Bulbasaur. Like, that seems like a really nice, you know, smooth translation. Greninja looks really cool. So, like, all your favourites still, you know... Well, some of them still look really good, but some of them are going to, you know, look a bit realistic because Psyduck is a duck. <laughs> like, like, what? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited. It's good to see um, Pokemon moving away from the default formula of eight badges, defeat main antagonist, become champion. It's good to see that. Yeah, it's good to see Pokemon flipped on its head. Yeah. We haven't talked about Red Dead Redemption 2, though. Red Dead Redemption. Whew. I'm pretty sure IGN gave them a 10 as well. Yeah, I think they got a 10. 100%. You know what? 
I already live in the real world. I already have a life. I already have to look after myself. Like, I take a shit sometimes. I have to clean up after it. Don't want to, but I have to do it. So, um, you play Red Dead Redemption and you have to flip in shave. You have to look after yourself. You could actually get TB playing the game. <laughs> Come on. Like, this, this is really cool and everything. Don't get me wrong, but... I don't have time to look after someone else that isn't me. I think the attention to detail is annoying. And not just borderline annoying, like downright annoying to the point that you could be underweight because you're under eating, overweight because you're overeating. Do you know what I mean? I don't care for details that much. Do I have to pay tax as well? No, you're an outlaw. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to pay tax. Do I have to sign contracts to actually get this game? I, I, it just seems like a chore to me. I don't care about having to wipe my gun clean. I don't care about that stuff. That's what the real world is for. Yeah, you have to look after your weapons and everything. Wow. But, but, I mean, it's still a really good feature because that attention to detail, um, a lot of care, uh, a lot of hard work went into it. And for some people, they're just going to love that. They can, And it also extends to other parts of the games. Like, um, I really like the fact that uh, I believe that if you shoot and you want to reload, I think you... I'm not the best of guns, but there's a certain gun. And if you shoot with it, you have to press the trigger button again to um, either reload it or recock it. Um, I think that's really cool because it's like, yeah, like you feel more like a, like a cowboy. Yeah, basically. that's fair. Um, the fact that you actually have to like, go down and loot things. Like, I quite like that because... Sometimes when you play games, like it's really convenient to just walk through something and then you've looted it. You pick it, it up, but, yeah. I mean, it's not... The realism isn't there. So, like, for maybe a game like Shadow of Mordor, where it's like, well, I mean, walks aren't real anyways. Like, that's fine. But Red Dead, like, this this time period actually happened. Yeah. Um. So it's nice to have that realism. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's pretty cool. So I think for us personally, it's... It would be a bit annoying because, like, we just don't have time. But if you've got time, you like that attention to detail, then you know this this is perfect. This is great, and I wouldn't hold it against the game. Yeah, some of it, I don't think harms the game mm-hmm. for me. Like having to squat and like manually loot someone, mm-hmm. that's fine. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, I don't really care for like the major ones. Like I don't need that. Yeah, shaving in the real world's long enough. Don't yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's long, long for man. But for all of that, there are so many things that are right with this game. Mm-hmm. The graphics, the beauty, mm-hmm. the map is massive, and there's so much to do. Mm-hmm. Like even when you complete the story, there's so many people to kill. There's so many things to do. You've got these legendary animals to find. You've got mm-hmm. fish to fish. There's like thirty-two types of fish. There's a lot. Something like thirty, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, there's so much to do, and the guy who voices Arthur Borgen, mm-hmm. the main character, he's up for best performance as well. Oh, lovely! As well as Christopher Judge for mm-hmm. Kratos. Indeed, I really was so happy when that Indeed line was like inserted in Go- into God of War, mm-hmm. and was done naturally as well. Mm-hmm. It's something Kratos would say. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. in this state. Yeah, like he's a lot more calm. He's composed. He's not just like angry and just stomping yeah. into things. 
Quick question, I never brought it up, but how do you feel? Because basically, when um a playthrough was released before God of War actually came out, the scene where Atreus gets something wrong and Kratos loses his cool with him, there is a rage meter that like appears. Yeah. But in the final game, that rage meter isn't there. How do you feel about the fact that rage meter was taken out? Didn't feel anything because I felt that rage meter was there for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first playthrough. I think it was there to reflect Kratos, his mood. Mm -hmm. Because we all know Kratos has a lot of rage. Mm. And I think this was a way to show that this is still your Kratos. He's just gone through puberty Mm -hmm. and he has a child. Mm -hmm. So now he has to learn to manage that rage Mm -hmm. while also managing his son. Mm -hmm. So I think it was done well in the first playthrough. Like if he raised his voice, it would go up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we didn't need that in the actual game. Mm, true. Because it's a it's a mechanic, really. At yeah. the end of the day. Oh, fair enough. Fair play. Okay. Nintendo have won twelve billion dollars in damages after suing Love Roms for um, basically pirating Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand on that? So, my thing is, Nintendo are not producing any games. For the N64 or the SNES or the GameCube, I think they might have stopped production of Wii games. I'm not too sure about that. But when it comes to ROMs, I feel like it's only N64, GameCube. They've probably got to Wii titles right now, but I guess you'd need a you know, decent laptop. I don't have a decent laptop, so I couldn't even if I wanted to. Not that I do. Not that I do. Um, I do support uh, Nintendo. I like what they produce. Um, so I just buy their games uh, also I'm too lazy to pirate or whatever like that just, just can't be asked but yeah so because Nintendo actually produced those games it's a case where they wouldn't actually be losing money if people were playing those ROMs so yes it's Nintendo's property and they shouldn't just be illegally distributing it but Nintendo's not really made it accessible I mean I guess they've got their eShop eShop but not all those games are on there. I think that uh, the timing falls quite nicely because the N64 Mini is coming soon. Yeah, and, we know uh, that's happening. We can't have people playing ROMs if we're about to, you know, release a console that's now going to make us money. So mm. we have to make sure that any potential revenue comes to us. Yep. And we need the people to know that it's going to cost you £12 million <laughs> instead of, mm, I don't know, maybe £8, $100 if you don't buy our N64 Mini. So that's my stand on it. But I mean, you know, you should always support the, the official, official producers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Love Roms, which clearly wasn't doing that. Nintendo weren't involved with that. And Nintendo liked to protect their IPs and the ones oh, of theirs. course. Um, they're very... Uh, aggressive. Yes, aggressive with that. Uh, and why shouldn't they be? It does belong no, to them. It does belong to them. That's fair. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's, obviously, when this thing kind of happens, it, it's unfair when you are the scapegoat because what's happened now is the other ROM providers, they're now shutting down because of, of course. this. But they kind of get away with it. Like, they don't... Nothing happens to them. It's just this couple... Um, so in that case it's sort of unfair because they've now been made the example but let's be honest um, I think we talked about this earlier the settlement in reality probably won't be 12 million that's probably just the scare tactic it'll be probably something a lot smaller behind closed doors but for the most part I think it's a good move from Nintendo business wise seems unfair to the couple but I mean 
you know that's your business you've got to look after it so yeah i completely understand nintendo's perspective there mm-hmm. you have to protect your property mm-hmm. i think you are right in the sense that this is completely a deterrent to future roms mm-hmm. which is fair enough especially you know they got that n64 mini coming out oh yeah you know and it's coming the- out yeah exactly <laughs> yeah the only positive here is i don't think Love Roms is actually going to pay Nintendo $12 million. Yeah, no. If they had $12 million, I don't think they'd be making Roms. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> also, Nintendo don't need $12 million. They've They've got so much money in the bank. It's ridiculous. So much money. They could, like... I think they could literally go without making any money for the next 50 years and they'd be fine. <sighs> they'd be fine. They, they've got a lot. You'd think they try a Pokemon game that's a little bit different. I'm... What's I'm looking for? I'm gesticulating right now and throwing my hands up in the air in agreement because, like, come on. They did Pokemon Coliseum, which I thought was an amazing game. They did XD, which brought in more features, but the main character was... Ugh. And then that was it. Like, I mean, Pokemon Conquest on the DS was pretty cool. It's a different take on Pokemon battling, and they use... I believe they use, like, a samurai. Like, samurai wallpaper. Wallpaper for the... Wallpaper? No. What? There's a samurai setting for the game, I guess. Oh, okay. So, like, the... I don't know... Is it the Edo period? Basically, in times of samurai, they've done Pokemon, basically. Pokemon Conquest. Really cool game. Definitely check it out. I mean, they've done Mystery Dungeon. Never really resonated with me. Pokemon Ranger. Never really resonated with me. But they have, like, done new things. But I feel like another console game, like, home console game, with the direction of Pokemon XD or Pokemon Coliseum would be really good. Because it's... It definitely moves away from the formula of eight badges, defeat the antagonist, become champion. Because I think after seven or eight generations, it's starting to get a little bit stale. I was sick of it with Diamond and Pearl. Mm. Sun and Moon did a little bit to change it up, which I appreciate. That's true. Got rid of all the uh, HMs. Yeah. Which is really nice. Um, replaced the gyms with trials. Mm. So, I mean, if the trials are really cool, but... I think towards the end, like, they, they didn't have enough originality to keep my interest because at the end of the day, it was still a gym battle. Yeah. And you didn't have to do too much that was different. I think one of them, you literally just go through an abandoned building, which already is a massive safety concern. Like, it's an abandoned, uh, decrepit old building that's become a home to ghosts and you're going to send a 10-year-old in there. Mm, seems a bit like child cruelty to me. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, I don't know, I feel like if the trials were a little bit more fun, that would be cool. I feel games should be less afraid to take risks. Mm. Yeah, everyone's getting 10 now, so go for it. <laughs> Probably get a 10, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking. These games that have got a 10, like, I mean, maybe a 10 is too much, but they're definitely at least a 9. Like, they are solid games. Anyways, go on, as you were saying. I feel you can put less in your game and it be more because if there's less stuff that is similar, mm-hmm. the stuff that is in that game stands out more. That's true. And in a game, I shouldn't have to feel like this is dragon, this is boring, this is long, this isn't interesting, this isn't fun. I think that's when it stops being a game and more a chore. Yeah, exactly. And it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth, and mm. it's very hard to remove that taste. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I think that's why it's really good that review sites exist, 
because like way back when we were kids it would be if you were lucky enough to get playstation magazine um you got playstation magazine you could read it and you could play some demos and you could see what game worked for you or you'd have to look at the cover and if you were a kid uh like me back when uh growing up what would happen is you got games twice a year your birthday <laughs> and Christmas <laughs> so it's like you had to be really like you had to pick the right game um, so having like review sites is really nice because it means you know it kind of holds the video games accountable and if you release a crappy game it's going to get a crappy score no unless you it. pay the reviewer but no one does that yeah no one does who would want to sell out for a obscene amount of money to review a game our lowest price is 50 million but yeah <laughs> who would who would do that that is disgusting streamcast for sale <laughs> no nah, we wouldn't do that we we love what we do what yeah i do yeah no to be fair yeah we do we do yeah we do you know the money would be good too Oh, of course. Yeah. But until then, we love what we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's it for this twig. Please make sure to retweet us, like us, share our content, give us all the love, subscribe to our YouTube, that is The Streamcast. Follow us on Twitter at Streamcast underscore. What's our Instagram, Isaac? Again, Streamcast underscore. Is it underscore? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, Okay, that threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> Give our Instagram some love, it's still growing. Yeah, if you have any suggestions for us, tweet it to us or get to us, send us an email at gameguildchat at gmail.com. I have been gone. And I have been Kenshiro. Yes, you've been great sticking with us to the end. Stay tuned for our next streamcast. We've got a future episode where we're going to discuss girls and gaming, and we have very special guests. But until then, stay tuned for the next streamcast. <laughs>